Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 63 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raz Grease, with my co-host, the Buck Grundle, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. Buck, I've gone through what you've sent me this week, and... There, there's there's some definite uh, winners in this one, um, but I, I think the crescendo. I actually got to pick the story this week for that one, um, which leads us to the title of this episode: "Keep it in the family and have a beer." So stay tuned for the final story on that one. But what what have you? Uh, any good ones you really are looking forward to today, Buck? You know what? Um... There is a uh, there is a story about a dude who takes a bite back against Mother Nature, and uh, and that 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 is an exciting like I didn't again we don't read these prior to you know making making our podcast here but um, I do read the articles headlines and that one definitely piqued my cur- curiosity. Well, we have stories uh, regarding about a dude fighting a snake. We have we have. Stories about animals biting people, people biting animals, uh, people getting shot with alcohol involved, and um, again, more sex stories. I mean, that's what <laughs> that's that's pretty much our show at this point is sex stories. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but if you're looking at like the a la carte menu of like humor shit to pick from, they're 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 really like an easy target, you know. And, again, folks, I pick the articles most of the time for the week. I send them off to Raz. Like, every once in a while, you know, we'll get a submission from a listener, or Raz will come across something during, during you know, during his day. But remember, Raz works. I'm retired. So, you know, I pick these things out, and I golf from the white tees of life. Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't put in like maximum effort and shit like that but you know just i don't remember where the fuck i was going with i don't that. know but let me I ask really you this but that might if yeah, you if you were running matter. from the police and you knew there was a dog on your trail what would your reaction be personally if i knew that the dog was ch- i would just stop or i would lay down like i would lay down and cover my head and just be like oh please oh please oh please like no, I'm not, I'm not man versus beast, and that no, I'm not even gonna try and fight or run. My favorite like, the second I know that dog's out, I'm out. One of my favorite videos is the one where the guy jumps into the dumpster and says, "I ain't coming out until you get the dog." <laughs> but in this case, right. a Florida man tries to hide under his bed from a canine after stealing cars, and this is being reported by the Tampa Free Press as usual. One of my favorite websites. A Florida man is behind bars after being sought by deputies for grand theft of a motor vehicle and being busted by one keen canine. On August 9th, around 5 p.m., Hernando County Sheriff's deputies assisted of the canine unit, requested the assistance of the canine unit. This is actually written correctly. I misread it. After confirming the location of a wanted subject identified as 59-year-old Michael Lewis. Corporal Steve Miller and Canine Justice arrived on the scene a short time later. You having fun with that vaporizer over there? So it went through the uh, microphone, huh? It did. Mm, yes, lovely. <laughs> yep, I'll uh, I'll make. Hey, you know what? Hey, 
Hey, you know what? I'll make sure I mute. Normally, it's not a problem. I'm sorry about that. Sorry. He should be. Uh, according to deputies, Corporal Miller began giving canine announcements at every door of the residence before sending canine justice in the room to search for Lewis. After clearing a handful of rooms, Corporal Miller gave additional canine announcements before entering a bedroom. After no response to the announcements, canine justice entered the bedroom and began circling around the bed excitedly. As Corporal Miller lifted the mattress, Justice stuck his head under it, and a man started to yell. <laughs> right? Uh, Corporal Miller lifted the mattress higher and saw that Justice had Lewis by his right arm. Lewis was taken into custody with no further incident and transported by medical personnel for treatment of his dog bites. Lewis was first bitten in the face, then the right arm. <laughs> He was treated at a local hospital for his injuries and transported to the Hernando County Detention Center, where he is being held on $3,500 bond. Lewis was charged with the following, grand theft of motor vehicle, resisting without violence. So, uh, Long and short, dude stole a... So, just, just for a recap, long and short, dude stole a car, got caught... And then tried to outrun a dog and then hide under a bed. Well, from, from what I'm reading from the article is they knew he was uh, the, the car thief. And they were they got a warrant for his arrest. And they, they figured out where he was at. So they went to the house. And when they got there, he was hiding under the bed. And the dog found him. <laughs> I, I'm typically... Isn't one... that am- Go ahead. Isn't it amazing that, you know, like... <laughs> Isn't it amazing that they trained a dog to find a person? I just can't wrap my mind around it. That guy's plan was flawless. That bed ploy should have worked. He sh- he should have got a man. Uh, that's just amazing. It's like we live in the twenty first century. Oh, moving along. <laughs> so, well, see, I- I'm usually like one of the people who is actually kind of against uh, the way we use police canines. I don't think they should be used in a lot of the ways that they are. But in this particular instance, for a search of a residence of a hiding subject, I have no problem with this. Um, this this is perfectly fine. <laughs> um, but They actually use police dogs for that? I know, right? But in this, can you imagine? I, the, I, you're, I, hiding, yeah. you're hiding in the bed and you hear it. And, and I, I guarantee you, you know, even if you're like, no, do they really have the dog? Or are they just saying that? You can hear a goddamn dog. Okay, they're not quiet animals. <laughs> Especially one that's on a mission. Yeah. Yeah, when you get, when you get the fur missile going through the house, you it's it's looking and it's pant it's 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 in seek and destroy mode. I just can't imagine like hearing like okay, the dog's in the house. I'm in a tight confined space. I'll just be quiet. Nope, nope. I'm yelling. All right, I'm in here, boys. I'm in here. Leash that fucker and come get me. <laughs> exactly, man. Because this is like, going to end. I would just give this up. Is, this is going to end one of one ways. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it said right there, dog bit him in the fucking face. Like, what? Like, how? Oh, my gosh. Whether the guy deserved it or not, like, talk about being a dipshit. Talk about being a dipshit. Like you said, man, the second you know they got the dog, just come out. Just come out. You will not win. Unless you shoot the dog. And then you've got a whole different. And then your, your, your problems just escalated to fucked. To righteously and completely fucked if you hurt that police dog. The second you know that thing's out there, j- 
just give up because it will get you. They have like a boxers. or you will earn it. They have like a boxers like when they have the the, the picture of them together and it you know has like their weight and everything on there. This is Canine Justice, eight years old, approximately seventy eight pounds, strength Jaws of Justice. <laughs> Michael Lewis, fifty nine years old, approximately one hundred and forty five pounds, weakness hiding ability. <laughs> And the, yeah. and the picture is the dude with the bite marks on his face. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give this guy a social liability score of, you know, I'm just going to give him a run in the mill, too. Really didn't do anything that affected anybody. He's just a freaking idiot. Yep. Like this, you know, yeah. And I'm going to go with a two. Now, not to say that it didn't affect anybody. It did. He stole someone's car. And Lord only knows what happened with that. But... Uh, yeah, this is just some fucking stupidity. <laughs> so, yep, social liability score, a two. Moving on to the village's news. This this is actually a uh, a website with news about the villages. Are you familiar with the villages, Buck? No. The, no, I am not, Raz. It's, it's, a, it's a ginormous retirement you can't even say community. You have to call it its own city because it does have its own post office uh, in Florida. Remember the commercials? The villages. <laughs> oh, so it's like a retirement mecca? Exactly. Well, the villages news reports that a visitor arrested on DUI charges after getting lost in golf cart in the villages. A visitor was arrested on a drunk driving charge after getting lost in a golf cart in the villages. James Stevens, 47, of Durham, North Carolina was driving a golf cart slowly before 10 p.m. It says shortly. I said slowly. <laughs> uh, Friday on the multi-module path in the vicinity of Morse Boulevard at Odell Circle when a Sumter County Sheriff's deputy noticed the golf cart's headlights weren't turned on. The Wisconsin native admitted that there had been three or f- three or more beers on Sonny's Real Pit Barbecue at Lake Sumter Landing. Jeez. According to the rest report, he was trying to, quote, get to a hotel that was near a Chili's restaurant. (laughs) A deputy asked Stevens to participate in a field sobriety exercise. However, he became hostile and said if he was going to go to jail, they should just put him in cuffs and began to aggressively punch his golf cart. A check revealed a previous junk driving conviction in 2014 in North Carolina. Stevens refused to provide a breath sample. He was arrested on the charge of driving under the influence and booked into the Sumter County Detention Center. Uh, he was released after posting a $2,000 bond. So, well, <laughs> can I point something out here? So this, these both happen in Florida. So I think this is a good comparison. I have zero sympathy in my life for anybody who has a DUI. I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, yeah, same here. Zero. But I want to point out this was a golf cart. Okay? This was a golf cart. Not a whole... I mean, you could do some damage, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same as a car. This guy gets arrested for a DUI on a golf cart and gets a $2,000 bond. We go back to our previous story with the guy committing grand theft and resisting arrest and he gets a $3,500 bond. What do you have to do right. to get significant bail in Florida? <laughs> Be black. Oh. I hate to say, I, no, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it like that, but it is, it is, you know, if you look at a graph, 
like empirical evidence there is quantitative evidence behind that i'm not going to go off on a rant about it but it is there so you know just putting in you know putting it out there like you know you want to you want a good you want a good bail fuck with a kid or be black that's it that's 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 your big two there but either way man this guy riding around on a golf cart then gets belligerent Okay, there's just something that doesn't compute here. Like, what are you going to do after you get belligerent? You're going to kick everybody's ass Chuck Norris style and then ride off into the sunset in your golf cart? Or you're going to, like, mystically distract them with your, you know, martial arts prowess enough to make a high-speed getaway in your golf cart? No, no, no. What you're going to do is you're going to act like an asshole you're going to think that you're big and bad, and what you're going to do is you're going to have an old person tantrum while you flail your arms around in, in what you believe to be a threatening manner while striking anything within distance that you own because you can't get in trouble for hitting shit that's yours. You just you want to look like a badass. You're right. not going to hit anybody else's car. You're just going to puff out your chest. You're going to be like one of those fucking iguanas. You're going to be like, rah. And then, then, and then hopefully it all just works out in your favor. No. No. Old people tantrums are about as attractive and as funny as a cripple tantrum. I know this. Okay? Here's There's no damage. Here's something to, keep, damage in, that here's something to, to keep in mind. If a, Once a cop looks at you and says, I'm going to take you to jail, or I am arresting you, there's no talking your way out of it. At that point, the decision's been made. I mean, we are there. We are not, we're not backing this off. <laughs> right. So, and so guys, guys just going to get angry and flail his arms around. I'm going to give this guy a social liability score of a three. And the reason why I'm saying it's a three is because he got a DUI. He wasn't driving a car. Anything that involves a DUI in a car to me, personal reasons, you're getting a four, you know, but since he was in a golf cart, still a motorized vehicle and the potential to do a great deal of harm to, you know, a very small sector of people was there. And because the guy's just an idiot, you know, drunk and asshole, I'm going to give him a three. I was leaning towards a two because of it being a golf cart. And it was at the villages where it, I guarantee you no one's driving over 20. But that being said, I don't know if he was even supposed to be at the villages because he was looking for a hotel near the Chili's and everything else. This guy was just a drunken ass. And here's the whole thing. If you're a drunken ass on a golf cart, that means you're a drunken ass everywhere. So thank you. Fuck you. Bye. We move on to Love in Malta. Loveinmalta.com. Atrocious and draconian. Delayed sentence over 0.2 grams of cannabis after 20 years raises major eyebrows. Before the podcast, Buck, we were trying to figure out what is 0.2 gram, 0.02 grams of cannabis. And that's like a roach, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's that's such like an arbitrary amount. Like, I don't, I don't even, like... If I had that amount of weed in a jail cell, I would still try. I'd like, I'd gamble. I'd be like, I think we can light this and, and inhale it without even getting a, a lick of freaking smoke anywhere. Like, <laughs> well, a court yeah. decision that took 20 years to be delivered over 0.02 grams of cannabis is being called out for its atrocious approach to justice. 
The man in question, who is now 63 years old, spent 20 years with this case hanging over his head just to be finally be told that he will not be sent to prison for six months over the measly amount. Why do we continue to play dangerous and costly games with innocent people's lives? When will this atrocious and draconian approach to consumption, cultivation, and sharing of cannabis stop? The cannabis lobby group Ray Leaf said in a strong statement. Really? Sometimes you can't make these names up. We are frequently we have frequently heard representatives from the Caritas Malta and OASI Foundation repeatedly that no one ever went to prison for a joint and that the proposed gram and allowance to grow cannabis will result in a dismantling of society. Yet they are so conveniently to admit mention of similar cases dragging on for years and robbing the person of very basic fundamental needs, justice, and freedom. The case revolved around a rabid man who was caught growing one cannabis plant. He was charged with cultivation back in 2001. Uh, He admitted to the charge and in 2009 was sentenced to six months in prison and to pay the fine of 250 whatever their currency is which equates to about 466 euros which i'm going to guess is about 500 dollars. 466 euros converted to u.s dollar siri let's see what she says it's 549 dollars and 53 cents about 500 550 bucks uh he appealed the sentence and now judge uh consular Herrera noted that the exaggerated time to have a sentence delivered. Uh, police had taken 18 months to arraign the man, and further seven years passed before the sentence was given, even though he had pled guilty early on. His sub, uh, subsequent appeal that took 11 years before the criminal court uh, finally heard the case uh, through let free the 63-year-old man uh was still asked to pay the 466 euros in court expenses. Uh, there's a, I think there's some translation stuff in here. Uh, since then, Malta's legal system has progressed regarding cannabis law, with the decriminalization of the plant occurring in 2015. Just this year, the government even proposed the legislation for the cultivation of four cannabis plants. In recent years, a spotlight uh, has been aimed squarely on the uh, delays in the court and are leading to major miscarriages of justice. Uh, one Maltese youth uh, has spent 11 years waiting for his court case to end. Another man has spent no less than 15 years being churned through the courts uh, for before being awarded 10,000 euros in moral damages due to the delays. Both cases involved drug trafficking charges. So let's just take pot out of the picture. Let's just take pot out of the picture. Um, we're talking about offenses that you know can probably be dealt with in a week, uh, and these things are taking years. I, we cannot, cannot, cannot look at this through the eyes of uh, Buck and I are both American, so we cannot look this through the eyes of our legal system because that is not you know, what their legal system is. Uh, you know what, what we feel anything about pot is not the same as other countries and we can't you know impose our views upon them we can sit and judge silently (laughs) but you know other countries are sovereign nations they can do what they want with their laws um but dear god can you imagine having just that that small of a charge hanging over your head for 20 goddamn years 
Well, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, again, like you said, it's not our legal system, but I can I can safely assert that 20 years for 0.02 grams of marijuana is an abysmal failure of their of their legal system, you know, and it's it really doesn't leave us a lot of room to comment on very much because again like you know this is this isn't a completely separate sovereign nation it would be it would be extremely you know it would just be very bad form to start Arrogant? commenting or chastising yeah <laughs> it would it really would be you know it's like well we're americans and here in america we do it this way and you everyone know what else, that everyone, is and everyone true. else should do what we do Right, no, and sorry. see, but that's the thing, you know, it's like, in America, we do do it our way, but in that place, I, 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 I I've got no, I've got nothing, yeah. like, I have no knowledge of anything, but it, 20 Jeff, years for .02 grams, that's just, that's just, that's just a failure, like, somebody really fucking let, well, let something see, go. Well, he wasn't facing 20 years, he was facing six months and a five hundred some dollar fine. But it took twenty. But it took twenty it took years 20 to get this years. out of court. Twenty freaking. That's years. That's what I mean. That's insane. That's what I mean. So that's a fucking fail, man. He gets a score of a zero for me, you know. But the whatever legal system crap they have over there, I mean, I would have to, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and give him a four for the legal system if that's even a thing. But he gets a zero. Okay, in my opinion. Because again, I'm not. I cannot look at this through you know, our le- the eyes of our legal system. I do have to give him a two because obviously they they take it seriously there, and they have, um, you know, they have laws written for that, and you have to abide by the laws of the land. If you want, if you don't like the laws of the lands, get them changed, but don't just defy them outright. Get them changed. There's there's a process. Do it. Get get a new government. You know, there's there's <laughs> there, there's infinite number of things that could be done other than just hoping you don't get caught it's the same thing with the duis uh but their legal system i'm giving that a five because that is fucking ridiculous can you imagine what a murder case is doing this is this is a roach (laughs) takes 20 years to process that through the system and that every day man that guy's got to wake up you got to wake up and go man today could be the day 15 years down the road that like, oh man, I wonder if time served. <laughs> like, well, apparently it is. God, even the judge is like, yeah, no. This is just... Good job on the judge. At least the judge was able to look at it and be like, Duff yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, math, the math here is so way off. It's like giving a first grader calculus. It's like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But he... Yeah. Either way, though, man. You know, I'm just glad, glad that all's well that ends well. Indeed. Well, we're going to move to News Channel 18, and they're going to talk about in a bizarre case of human revenge, a 45-year-old tribal man reportedly bit a snake to death after the latter bit him in a remote village. <laughs> um. Yeah. Bardra of yeah no way in hell 
Uh, <laughs> I nope. knew this one was going to nope. be one that I liked. Nope, nope, nope. You go ahead and pull this one up on your phone, Buck, and you're going to read this one on the second half of the show yourself because I'm not doing it. I refuse. Uh, all right, all right. All right, so we're going to move ahead to <laughs> news8000.com. Uh, Konasha, Wisconsin. Woman uses guns laser sight to play with cat and shoots friend. Authorities say a Wisconsin... Kenosha. Kenosha. Authorities say yeah. a Wisconsin woman accidentally shot a friend while using the laser sight on a handgun to play with a cat. A criminal complaint charging this 19-year-old woman with negligent use of a weapon said she was visiting a Konesha, whatever the place that is, apartment Tuesday afternoon where a 21-year-old man who had br- brought a handgun. According to the complaint filed Thursday, the woman uh, who a witness said had been drinking picked up the handgun, turned on the laser sight, and was pointing it at the floor to get the cat to chase it when the gun went off. Authorities say the man was shot in the thigh and was taken to a hospital for treatment. So, Buck, I've um, I can kind of relate to this story in a way. I had a dog that loved laser pointers. I have a um, a certain type of black gun that has a laser sight on it. <laughs> And I used to use that laser sight to let the dog chase the laser pointer around the living room. <laughs> Did you ever do it with said firearm loaded? No, no, it had a it had a, a lock on it, but <laughs> right. I've actually used the laser pointer to play with animals. <laughs> well, it's you know what laser pointers are great to play with an animal. Loaded guns? Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> not now. No. And it, it's apparently not safe for others either. Apparently not. <laughs> who would, who would have th- I mean, like, I'm telling you what. This episode for me is busting all sorts of freaking barriers for me. And all sorts of epiphanies, man. You can't hide police dogs under beds. Yep. We're going to put a check in that box for shit that I'm never going to try. And whoop, moving on, we've got laser pointers and loaded guns and playing with your animal yeah probably not the best of ideas either can but you, i you can, know what can I you just... imagine trying to, to describe what happened at the hospital <laughs> can you... oh so how did you get shot uh <laughs> that's <a> funny story <laughs> my girlfriend shot me when she was playing with the cat with my gun <laughs> It's like I was actually shot by my girlfriend, but but there's a reason. <laughs> it's like, oh really? What pray tell could this the let let's just go ahead and sit back in our armchair here and figure out how to just peel the onion layers back on this story. Nah, go ahead. <laughs> like it involves my cat. Oh really? Uh, we're gonna have to pull up a beverage too. This is gonna be good. <laughs> Guns, cats, and women. Okay, and we are back with the second half of our show, and I believe now Buck is going to read us a story about the steak bite man. So go ahead, Buck. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Hold on. All right. Don't don't pretend like you're blind too. Sh- I have to. Sh- I have double vision, Raz. That's why I don't read every week. Read. That's it. Put your eye, I have to put, shut one put, eye. Put your eye patch on, you damn cripple, and read. Do it. 
I don't have an eye patch. Get one. Anyhow. All right. Different times. We'll go into that later. Kishore Badra of the uh, Gambarapatia village under Salajanga. Oh, man. I know. Okay. Yeah, see what you get? Yeah, that's what I get. So, Mr. Kishore Badra of this village under Panchyat under Danagadi Block. What the shit? All right. So, Kishore Badra was returning home after working in his paddy field on Wednesday night when a snake bit him on his leg. In a bizarre case of human revenge, a 45-year-old tribal man reportedly bit a snake to death after the latter bit him in a remote village in Odisha's Jaipur district. Kishore Badra... Yeah, having fun, aren't you, buddy? See, every week he 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 actually he he admitted to this. He admitted to this on a show recently <laughs> that he actually looks for this uh, shit to send to me because he knows that I can't read it. <laughs> so don't feel sympathy. Don't feel sympathy for his crippled ass. Okay, fuck him. He can read it. Go on. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. So he was returning at work. He was returning from. Uh, he was returning home after working in his paddy field on Wednesday night when the snake bit him on his leg. Badra managed to capture the viper and bit it to death. <laughs> they bid <laughs> and they bid to take revenge. Something bit on my leg while I was on my torch and found it to be a poisonous crate snake. In order to take revenge. I took the snake in my hands and bit it repeatedly, killing the viper on the spot, said Badra. Following the incident, he came back to his village with the dead snake and told his wife the whole tale. Soon, this became the talk of the village with Badra exhibiting the snake to his friends. Some onlookers advised Badra to visit a nearby hospital, but he refused to go to the hospital and instead went to a traditional healer to seek advice on the same night. Luckily for Badra, the snake bite and his bite in the snake has seemingly had no impact on him. Badra, none the worse for his bizarre adventure, said on Thursday, even though I bit the poisonous crate, I did not feel any difficulty. I went to a traditional healer residing near the village and was cured. Cured of what? It doesn't sound like there's anything wrong with him. <laughs> You know what, man? Local healers, man, they cure they cure shit that don't even exist. That's why they're so mystifying, man. <laughs> like imagine, you didn't even you didn't even know you were sick with this. And you go to the village healer and all of a sudden the shit that you didn't even know you had is gone. You're like praise praise whatever Jesus you believe in. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> Okay, let's see when it might be written in English for me. This is really well. Hold on, wait, wait, oh, wait, okay, wait, okay, wait. Okay, fine, fine, fine. We got to go back to this guy, man. We, I read this in like a dramatic theme. Like this guy has a troubling, harrowing tale of his, of his 
fuck, I don't even remember what it was about. So he bit a snake after a bit. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyhow, this guy, he doesn't get a social liability score, man. No, he gets a one. He gets a one. Because he believes in fucking... Yeah, man, homeopathy, like... Bah. Bah. You know? Bah. Bugger on you, man. Social liability score of one. That's a pretty badass, like Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal had fucking had a baby kind of version. That fucking, that fucking like, snake bit fucking... me, so I'm gonna bite it back. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like ashes to ashes, bitch. It's like, oh. it's like if that snake gets me, he's gonna fucking earn it. Booyah. Either way, moving along. One in English for you. Go for it. This is being reported by LawAndCrime.com. A Florida mother was accidentally shot and killed by her own toddler while on a Zoom call. A Florida mother was accidentally shot to death in the middle of a Zoom conference call by her own toddler, who had found an unsecured firearm in the home, according to local authorities. Police say that a member of the Zoom conference alerted authorities when the 21-year-old mother, uh, Samaya Lynn, dropped off the call, but they say there was nothing to be done when they arrived. The person stated that during the work-related call, they saw a toddler in the background and heard a noise just before Miss Lynn fell backwards and never returned to the call. Uh, Alamote Springs Police Department wrote in a statement on Facebook, officers and paramedics did their best to render aid to Miss Lynn, but she was also found to have a fatal gunshot wound to the head. Investigators determined that the injury was caused by a toddler who had found a loaded gun, which was left unsecured by an adult in the apartment. State authorities are determining whether charges will be brought against the gun owner who left the weapon unsecured. You can just imagine this is a terrible tragedy, um, adding that the department gives away locks to parents free of charge. This is heart-wrenching because you think about it, what the family is going through, not only today, tomorrow, the next day, but for years to come. That's where you know it hits home. According to a peer review in the... uh, it goes on and on about gun violence and whatnot. So here, here's the whole thing. I'm going to give whoever had the gun in the house loaded and unsecured with a child a social liability of five. Absolutely. I am a huge gun advocate. I have guns, many guns. I think everyone should, that wants them should have them. I think there should be least restrictions as possible in obtaining them. But you also need to be responsible with them. You do not under any circumstances leave loaded weapons around that are easily accessible by children you worthless fuck I couldn't agree with you more I'm telling you what right now man like this whoever whoever left that unsecured not only did it like just the impact on this poor fucking kid man toddler like Oh, man. They didn't even know what that thing was, man. Like, that kid had no idea. Goes in, and then, boom, loses their mom. Like, th- th- that's going to be saddled with that poor kid for the rest of rest of that kid's life, man. Yeah. Like, even, even if man. you don't, Even if you don't tell the kid what happened, the moment they search for their, like, their mom, what happened to their mom, <laughs> there it is. You did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, no, that's just absolutely despicable behavior, man. 
Any and and people who are like, oh well, you know, I I thought it was well enough secured. No, if it's not locked, it's not secured. That's the whole like premise behind the word secure. Like either yeah. way, social liability score of a five for this guy. Let's move along to something else. I feel terrible. Yeah, thanks for adding that in there, Debbie Downer. God damn. Every once in a while, man. Okay. Here's the one I picked, Buck. This is being reported by Out.com. Man troubled after learning his boyfriend hooked up with his parents. (laughs) Okie dokie. A 25-year-old man wrote to an advice column recently seeking help after learning his 31-year-old boyfriend had hooked up with his parents for a hot threesome 10 years earlier while he was a young teen. The man who signed his name as I Knew He Was Into Blondes wrote to Dan Savage's Savage Love Online column asking advice on his unusual situation. I'm a 24-year-old gay man with a 31-year-old bi boyfriend. Uh, He went on to note that he had always knew his older boyfriend was, quote, a lot more sexually experienced, end quote, than he. But it had never been a big deal previously. Things changed, though, when he took his... Uh, boo to meet his parents for the, for what the pair thought was the first time. But it turns out that 10 years ago during his quote, big buy slut phase, his words, they had a threesome, end quote. The distraught young man continued and said that he doesn't blame his boyfriend or his parents because they were all consenting adults and no one knew the pair would quote, get together down the road. But the vivid visualizations of his mother and father and boyfriend rolling around the sack and engaging in wild sex acts together left him deeply troubled. But also, my boyfriend fucked my parents. (laughs) I'm mortified, he's mortified, they're mortified, and I may never be able to look at my parents again. Please help us find a way to move past this. Dan, Dan Savage thought that he had heard it all until he had read this letter. He admitted that he had to lay down with a cool washcloth over his eyes for six hours before he could come to terms with the situation. The advice columnist went on to opine that, quote, if couples in their 40s with teenage children at home are going to have threesomes with guys in their 20s, they run the hard-to-quantify but nevertheless in immutable risk that their children once grown could wind up meeting and fucking and falling in love with one of these guys that her parents had a threesome with back in the day. (laughs) Savage then surprisingly turned to the former mayor of Minneapolis, Betsy Hodges, for some sage advice for the troubled young man. Quote, he has to ask himself if the boyfriend is worth it, Hodges said. Everything really depends on the strength of their connection, which will have to be weighed against the, whatever tensions now exist between him and his boyfriend and his parents. Can they navigate this tension? <laughs> Savage continued uh, that though through continued that through all that might be a bit graphic. Uh, you can laugh at it until you pass out, but if you can't, suck your boyfriend's cock without thinking about your dad sucking your boyfriend's cock you may not be able to get past this (laughs) if you can't look at your mom without thinking about her sitting on your boyfriend's face you may you may not be able to get past this if you can't take your boyfriend's load without thinking about the load he dropped 
in your dad or on your mom or both 21 years ago and having great stamina and short and such short refractory periods you may not be able to get past this the columnist went on to state they were quote doubtful that there's a memory hole out there big enough to stuff this into and tight enough to prevent it from falling right back out but there's always hope that they could get past this they're not the first person whose parents well let's not say your parents fucked you up he concluded. Instead, let's say you're not the first person whose parents were a little extra. Well, <laughs> I did not see that going down that way at all. I did not see. I thought this is going to be a lot more like Jerry Springer, other than like completely astronomically improbable happenstance. <laughs> Like, wow, wowza, wowza, wowza. Like, where do you even begin with that? They, mm. Yeah. You know? I, I, see, I, again, we said at the beginning of the show, we don't read the articles in advance. We just read the headlines and make sure they have a little bit of con, like, make, make sure there's a little bit of meat to them. But I was expecting, like, a Jerry Springer-esque thing where the guy comes home and there's his parents fucking his boyfriend on the couch. But, no, this is a completely random happenstance. Mm-hmm. And... I, I kind of feel bad for everybody involved. Me too. Like, I actually really just... Like, this one's immune from a social liability score to me, man. Oh, this I is mean, a like, zero. This is a zero. Like, that, it's a, this is just, like, one of those freak fluke happenstances. Like, yeah, you know, dude's gay, boyfriend's bi, you know, parents are obviously, you know, very liberal. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Because, like it said earlier... Everybody in this whole scenario was a consenting adult. It's not like there's any incest happening. They're not having like group orgy or anything like that. You know, mom and dad spice up their relationship, get a fucking boy toy in there, and then down the line, their son ends up with the same boy. It's like, oh, well, well, well. At least he's got good taste. Just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, and, you know, personally, like, I don't, I'd love to say, like, I wouldn't care, but, I mean, I, I guess I'm you the care. kind of person you that care. just, <laughs> no, no, I really, I don't, I don't think I would. Okay, caregiver because Katie, I don't, I don't look, no, no, caregiver Katie hooked up with your dad. Think yeah, about that one for I mean, a minute. Like, I, all I can do is chortle over the awkward Thanksgiving conversations that one may have, you know, that's. It's just I'd I'd be like so. Yeah, pass the peas. You know, a birthmark in the small of her back. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's any getting past that. I think uh, you kind of have to cut your losses and move on because you are never going to get that image out of your head. Well, I mean, it's like the uh, it's like the uh, mayor lady was quoted, like the former mayor. It's like it just depends on how strong your connection really is, and I I kind of agree with that. Like, if you guys, if you guys really truly like super duper like infatuated and in love with each other, and that's enough to like go get over this very awkward and unforeseen hurdle where no one is at fault. If you can, you know, propel yourselves through mutual love and respect to get over that, then good for you. I mean, like. I'm not saying it's impossible, but damn that that that's a tough sell. 
Like that's a that's a real hard sell. You know. I, <laughs> I like how he starts talking about mom sitting on his face, dip, dropping a load in his dad. You know, it's like God damn, you went well, down I a mean, dark hole. You know what though, man? I mean, where else the fucking hell are you gonna go, man? Like, what else is that dark hole supposed to be filled with? Not that. Apparently his boyfriend. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, everybody's got, like, that deep dark hole in their brain. Everybody's got that. And what do we fill it with? Certainly fucking just about damn near everything except for mom sitting on your boyfriend's face, you know, blowing a load, and you know, boyfriend blowing a load in your dad. Like, nobody wants to know. Like, I don't want to say nobody, but, like, the average John Q. Pornhub scroller does not go for those particular subject points. Yeah, fun stuff. Well, that being said, folks, I think that is all we have for this week's episode. Uh, make sure that you subscribe. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you check us out each and every week because we are here We've we, it was we were recording Fridays and Saturdays depending on which day it was. I think we've pretty much moved to Saturday mornings now, so these episodes are usually hitting our audio uh, platforms by about lunchtime on Saturday. So, you know, give it a listen. Make sure you check us out. Um, I'm the Raz Grease with my co-host the Buck Grundle, and this has been the Social Liability Podcast. Uh-huh.